0: All right. The president just wrapping up the second press conference of the day with the president of uh, Finland and the Oval Office today. I mean, he was on fire. Shifty shift. The cowardly shift is a low life. Uh, Couldn't carry Pompeo's. Well, I can't say it, uh, but we know what he meant by that. Uh, For those of you that are used to that street vernacular, uh, Democrats trying to get me impeached from the day I got elected. We played that last night, you know, from day two. And we went through the timeline impeach, impeach, impeach. impeach. It's like the, the never ending, you know, call from from them the whistleblower reported you know, a vicious conversation and he rightly pointed out that the whistleblower, again, hearsay, not a whistleblower in reality, uh, but it's written in a way to be the most damaging to the president, which I'm going to get to breaking news on that in a second. And, you know, talked about, yeah, Biden is real. Um, don't listen to those that say it's not. We will debunk all the Ukrainian lies with John Solomon later in the program today. And Bill O'Reilly also will go through the mobs mishandling of the president. I think we're going to we might leave later in the program room for this beatdown of the mob in the Oval Office from earlier. Um, and the, you know, New York Times story. I'm tough on the border, but not that tough. Well, you know, at one point me and Rush got mentioned, and I think the president is right. I don't know anyone else that would be able to put up with this crap every day and still get the job done the way this president has, which is a tribute to him. Then you had this pathetic press conference by Schiff and Pelosi. Um, It is it is so manufactured and and phony and just ugh. Um, before we get to this press conference that is just concluding, but we got it keyed up from the beginning. Uh, The New York Times, although you can read it and you can tell that they're trying to get all of Schiff's talking points in there, but you can't deny a simple, basic, fundamental truth is the headline is Schiff House Intel chairman got an early account of the whistleblowers investigation. Oh, it's let's go to the the biggest liar, the most political guy uh, in Washington, the guy that has been calling for impeachment, impeachment. And we've got the evidence. We've got the evidence. We've got the evidence. We got the evidence. Now he had to make up the evidence because the transcript didn't come out the way he had been hoping. And, and, you know, the idea that they keep saying, well, the whistleblower says, well, we have the transcript. We don't need to hear what some. Politically oriented whistleblower has to say it doesn't matter at this point, nor does the testimony of the whistleblower that didn't hear anything for themselves matter at all because the transcript has been released and they can ask all they want. If we're going to release transcripts, I want Joe Biden's transcripts with Ukraine since when he was vice president and I want Obama's transcripts with Putin, you know, especially after uh, more flexibility after the election. And uh, how about with the mullahs in Iran that he gave one hundred and fifty billion dollars to? I'll take those, too. Anyway, so uh, shifty shift, the cowardly shift. You know, uh, now we know that he got a heads up on this plan to sandbag President Trump because this is all it is. And, you know, he claiming now that, you know, Trump abused his power he didn't abuse abuses power. We went through chapter and verse. This is the president faithfully executing the laws of the land and everyone had cared so much about 2016 election interference. And the president just says, you know, Ukraine is in the middle of this. Well, why? Because we know the Ukrainians have admitted that they were helping Hillary, offered the evidence of their assistance to Hillary. The DNC and their operatives, working on Hillary's uh, campaign in behalf of her election, they were meeting at the Ukrainian embassy in D.C. for the very purpose of digging up dirt on Trump, and they were effective, according to Politico. Oh, that's not the right-wing media either, Hannity. But anyway, the, uh, the, uh, the early account explains how Schiff knew to press for the complaint when the Trump administration blocked lawmakers from seeing it. This was all a setup. And by the way, where is the special prosecutor for the proven Russian colluder himself, the cowardly Shifty Schiff? Nancy Pelosi teaming up with uh, Shifty Schiff this morning, the cowardly Schiff for another big impeachment press conference. These two clowns. I mean, it would be laugh out loud funny if it weren't for the fact that they are literally trying a coup to topple our government for a second time based on yet. Another lie and, and more of a hoax. And already it's boomeranging back right in their face and they don't even get it yet. And the irony that, you know, on tape, we got the Russian pranksters and the dumb shift that he is out there saying, oh, what is the nature of the compromise? Uh, you well, know, naked pictures of Trump. naked, Yes, naked pictures. Did Vladimir see them? Can I see them? But of course, Vladimir sees the naked pictures of Trump. Uh, Yes, but of course, we work it out. We get you the information. He's what is he doing? He's digging up dirt with a foreign country to impact our elections. Just like Hillary Clinton, the DNC, Ukraine. It's the same nonsense. They don't care about election interference. If they did, the dossier would have meant everything to the media mob. The fact that they spied on a presidential campaign, that they spied on a transition and a president, the fact that our intel is abusing their power by leaking daily now because they know deep state revelations are going to be devastating to them. Doesn't matter. The Ukrainian president and foreign minister, we weren't pressured. Ukraine didn't find out if U.S. aid was on hold weeks after. Nope, but it was and they still got it. And there was no quid pro quo ever. Pelosi's, uh, you know, by the way, they're doing a great job. Now the stock market's tanking as a result of this madness and this insanity. Uh, and, you know, Trump and the RNC, what's the result? Record money coming into them and their reelection campaign at 125 million for the third quarter far out ex- exceeding the $105 million for the second quarter. And the Trump campaign manager, Brad Parscale, announcing the three-month total in a tweet. Yes, they're kicking literally, collectively, their ass. Now, Shifty Ship, oh, he's giving a heads up. Oh, so they knew about it ahead of time. Oh, and fake news CNN is now, they've gotten permission. Remember, it was s S-hole, s well, now they're using BS, BS, BS in their graphics for a memo from the net from the network head of standards. They don't have standards. Their standard is lie. Their standard is propaganda. Their standard is misinformation. Their standard is doing all they can to assist every Democrat in every way possible and eliminate Trump. And, you know, all right. Now we got the New York Times confirming even more of what we knew about bag Adam, you know, shifty, the cowardly shift. And, yeah, guess, guess who would have been uh, in, in, engaged in the hoax from the get-go? You know, he knew the allegations from the so-called whistleblower who was not a whistleblower before the whistleblower's attorney and before the whistleblower complaint. No surprise who told this person to be the whistleblower. Hire an attorney, file a complaint uh, with no firsthand knowledge. Oh, okay. Got a copy of the whistleblower report days before it was filed. And now we're seeing, uh, yeah, the president just said, yeah, it looks like Schiff probably helped write it. What did he know? When did he know it? And like all the other anti-Trump campaign and the left and the press since the election, you know, Ukraine gate was scripted, choreographed, orchestrated. And like usual, these dopes don't ever think they're going to get caught. And here they are caught again. And now they got a problem too because they keep lying and saying Joe Biden did nothing wrong. Let's play a little bit of the second press conference later. Oh, it was a beatdown in the Oval Office earlier. We'll get to that whole press conference later in the show, but let's pick up where the president just was with the president of Finland.
1: Mr. President, uh, thank you, President Ingestone. Um If I could, sir, I've got two pertinent questions to ask you. Maybe I could ask them separately to get a fresh answer out of each one. Um, the three House intelligence, uh, three House committees that are looking into the impeachment inquiry, gave notice today that they will be sending a subpoena to the White House for documents and, and other materials. Will you cooperate with those subpoenas? Well, I always cooperate. This is a hoax. This is the greatest hoax. This is just a continuation of what's been playing out, John, for the last uh, since my election, I would say, if you want to probably we'll find out soon, but probably even before my election. Uh, This is a a fraudulent crime on the American people, but we'll work together with Shifty Shift and uh, Pelosi and all of them, and we'll see what happens because... uh, We did absolutely, I had a great call with the president of Ukraine. It was 100%. You have the transcript. And then uh, Schiff went up and he got, as the chairman of the committee, got up and uh, related a call that didn't take place. He made up the language. Hard to believe nobody's ever seen this. I think he had some kind of a mental breakdown. But he went up to the microphone and he read a statement from the president of the United States as if I were on the call. Because what happened is when he looked at the... She, which was an exact transcript of my call done by very talented people that do this exact word for word. He said, wow, he didn't do anything wrong. So he made it up. He went up to a microphone and in front of the American people and in Congress, he went out and he he gave a whole presentation of words that the president of the United States never said. It has to be a criminal act. It has to be. And he should resign. And some people even say it was treason, but it was a very sad thing. Just so you know, the call was perfect. The real call, the call I made. uh, Many people were on the line. I knew that uh, because usually when I speak to foreign uh, country leaders, uh, you can name any one of them. But when I speak on the phone, I know that we have many people listening from various intelligence agencies. My knowledge, I know all about it. And... So this isn't something like, oh gee, I'm on the line, let's talk about a big secret. This is many people on the line. I don't even know how many we will find out, I guess. But many people, Mike Pompeo was on the line, didn't say anything, he just, because they listen for both knowledge and for security reasons and for lots of reasons. But uh, the president of Ukraine at the United Nations the other day, and previous to that, he announced through his spokesperson, said there was absolutely no pressure put on him there was no quid pro quo at all. And if you look at this whistleblowers, which I have a lot of respect for whistleblowers, but only when they're real. His uh, report of the phone call was totally different than the fact. But what got them was they never thought I was going to release the call. Because I don't like doing that. I don't want to do it. I hope I don't have to do it again. Release phone calls to foreign dignitaries, to foreign leaders. I don't want to do that, John. I don't want to do it again. But I did it with the permission of the Ukrainian government. We got permission. We called up their representatives and asked them, would it be okay?" Otherwise, I couldn't have done it. And if I wouldn't have done it, I would have been exposed to a lie. Because the whistleblower report, didn't he say seven or eight times I said quid pro quo? In other words, you're going to do this or you're not going to get money. Now, in all fairness, Biden said it. And he's on tape. In all fairness, you have at least four United States senators, Democrats, that said it. And they said it a lot stronger than even Schiff and his made-up story said it. Uh, Obama, when he was dealing with the president of Russia, not Putin, he said, hey, tell Vladimir, I can do a lot more. After the election, you remember that you didn't make a big deal out of that. Everybody thought, "Oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that cute?" My talk and my uh, response. Lindsey Graham said, "I never knew you were that nice. I can't believe you were that nice." He said that loud and clear.
0: All right, that's the president. That was. Uh, we'll play later the entirety. Don't miss it. It was a beatdown of the of the media mob at well deserved. And the president doing what I think he should have done now for a while. He is out there. He is on fire, and he's laying out the truth. This is a nothing, although it did open the door to Biden corruption. And I don't care how much the media lies to you; it is real. Biden's done over this. You watch, you wait, you see. They'll throw him overboard. Uh, uh overboard by the by the end of you know this process. You'll see. I just what are they going to do? How are they going to keep him ar- around? How, what, how do you do that? I mean, the president is on fire today. Um, you know, there's so many lies. This is a very big problem we have. One of the reasons last night on TV we decided to do these montages It's like, OK, the, the, them the Democrats calling for impeachment. They've done it since day two. So we put the date up. Impeachment, impeachment, impeachment and the mob they, they're all one and the same. We, we learned that on so many other occasions, they were never going to talk about the dirty Russian dossier of Clinton. I mean, the most we got out of The New York Times, you know, two and a half years late was, yeah, it was likely Russian disinformation from the beginning. I just can't wait till they I, I, it's just so corrupt. It is. And the sad part, if you love this country, and I know you do, this is a real tipping point for the country. It's an informational crisis that we've never experienced before. If you care about our constitutional republic, truth, truth. I mean, you you have to suspend any adherence or fidelity to truth to be a, a member of the mob or a Democrat today. And a radical Democrat at that. Why? So they can, you know, all this what? So they can get power and implement the new Green Deal that will destroy our free market economic system and our way of life and the rule of law in the process. You know, oh, Donald Trump burps in the morning. Yeah, Let's impeach him. You know, the, the sanctity of our votes. They they want to rob the 2016 election away from we, you, the American people. That, that's what it's about. It's about power. There's nothing in that transcript. But the whistleblower says worse. Whistleblower is based on hearsay, and we got the transcript. All right, twenty-five till to the top of the hour. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, our number. So now that we know, all right, well, where's the special counsel investigation into whether or not the cowardly Schiff himself was colluding with the whistleblower and their team? Now that we know that he he was given a heads up in all of this, that shouldn't surprise anybody. And, and it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, last night, I, th- th- this is partly visual, but I let you, I want to let you hear it. But from two days after Donald Trump was elected, all through Russia, 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 all through 2017, 2018, and now through today, they start up again. It's been one call for impeachment after another they've never accepted the election results of 2016 and this is why I'm saying this needs to be an all hands on deck situation because the mob they are invested in destroying Donald Trump and removing a duly elected president from office now the good news is they are not going to succeed not with this They're not going to succeed, not with anything that they've had up to this point. And I know during the Russia, Russia, Russia insanity, maybe some of you at times doubted. No, it's all of that is in in play now. The origins of the of of Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which, you know, this counterintelligence investigation of Obama's. uh, We're going to get to the bottom of that. We're going to find out things about our FBI and our and again, not rank and file. And our intelligence community leaders and our FBI leaders, not the rank and file, because most people that work in intelligence have a risky job and they protect and defend our way of life and our freedoms and our Constitution every day. And they do it responsibly. But then you got this group of people that will leak conversations of the president and foreign leaders. Uh, When are we going to get to the bottom of that? And by the way, it's not like the president didn't know that they were on the on listening to his conversations because they always do. But the president, you would think, have a right to privacy to conduct foreign policy. And he didn't say anything wrong on top of it, even when you look at the transcript. It is beyond frustrating. It's a tipping point. They, they want power. They want power so bad, they can feel it, they can touch it, they can taste it. There's nothing they won't do and nothing they're not going to say to win in 2020. Their biggest uh, contributors, well, you're going to have the media mob. They're going to give free, 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 free favorable coverage at, to their Democratic candidate. They'll never vet the Democratic candidate. They'll support the Democratic candidate. And I saw an interview, Elizabeth Warren, and I guess it was her husband. Um, I mean, I, I can promise you, Melania Trump, the Trump family not, never got anything like this. But it's an all hands on deck moment. And when you when you actually listen You know, listen to the timeline. This starts two days after Donald Trump is elected. The impeachment madness all through 2017, all through 2018, all through 2019 now. And we'll hear it for another year because, as Congressman Al Green said, they better impeach him because they can't beat him.
1: Listen. If he takes the risk of going to trial and he's convicted, that could be seen as an impeachable offense. If Trump were caught on a video camera snorting cocaine in the White House, maybe with one of his children, there was at least a chance he'd be impeached.
2: If he's not a legitimately elected president in your mind, there are tools that Congress has. This is
1: January
0: 2017. Impeachable
3: offense. That tweet fits the Republican definition of an impeachable offense. I
1: will fight every day until he is impeached. Impeach 45. Impeach 45.
3: Grounds for impeachment. It's an impeachable offense. Perhaps impeachable offense.
2: Is impeachment the appropriate remedy? Something for the Congress like impeachment. All of that may be impeachable.
1: That's an impeachable offense. Is that an impeachable offense? Is that an impeachable offense to you? He's much more vulnerable to impeachment.
2: A potential ingredient of impeachment.
1: Where do you see an impeachable offense? It is grounds for impeachment, grounds for impeachment.
2: Potentially criminal or even impeachable. Grounds for impeachment or does that not go far enough in your view? Grounds for impeachment. This tweet alone may be an impeachable offense. Let's talk about impeachment. Impeachment is on the table. Which impeachable offense?
3: Bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't because we're gonna go in there, we're gonna impeach them. Do you see an impeachable set of offenses? It's an impeachable offense. If that's not impeachable, I don't know what is. The president shall be removed from office on impeachment. Is it impeachable? 100% is impeachable. Very substantial evidence that the president is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors.
2: Grounds for impeachment. Tipping
3: point, talk of impeachment reaches a fever pitch on Capitol Hill.
0: Yeah, uh uh-huh. I don't know what they're saying. Huh? What are you saying? I don't understand. All right. Uh, well, now we have. Oh, look at this. Hang on. Whoa, we got a tape of the cowardly shift insisting we have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. Oh, that looks like, oh, that would be called a lie. Uh oh. That's not going to be good for the cowardly shift and just dug that sucker up. Okay. Wow. You know, I'm going to tell you something. You know, everything that they are telling you is a lie. You know, the the DNC contractor that we now know went to the Ukrainian embassy looking for dirt. We now know it's true. Politico reported it January 11th, 2017, before Donald Trump was even sworn in. And Kiev has been trying to make good and give us the information. Yet they were colluding with the Ukrainians. They were colluding with Ukraine the DNC, and the Hillary Clinton campaign. But Katie Turr, who is this person, by the way? She actually thinks she's a reporter. Cracks me up. She claims it was likely, by the way, Russia propaganda. No, it's not Russia propaganda, because it happened. That was all real. And the Ukraine embassy in Washington earlier this year told John Solomon that. On the record, the DNC contractor, Alexandra Chalupa, In fact, did ask the Ukraine embassy for dirt on Trump and Manafort and they used it and it was impactful because that's where they got Manafort. They got it because the Democrats were working with Ukraine. I thought they cared about foreign countries interfering in our elections. Ukraine was working on behalf of Hillary Clinton and working directly with the DNC. By the way, we just got the cowardly shift. Uh oh. Apparently now, you know, he got an early accounting of the whistleblower's accusations, but we now just got tape of him denying that he ever did. Let's listen.
2: Hey Congressman, a couple, a couple questions here um, on this whistleblower front. Uh, first off, have you heard from the whistleblower? Um, are you, do you want to hear from the whistleblower? What protections could you uh, provide to the whistleblower? And then you also said that the DNI is refusing to turn over this stuff, citing uh, a request from a higher authority. The insinuation uh, left, at least for me and others, was that uh, the president himself had intervened. Is that the insinuation you sought to provide?
3: And if so, what basis do you have for making that insinuation? Uh, We have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. Uh, We would like to, but I'm sure the whistleblower has concerns that he has not been advised, as the law requires, by the inspector. He's lying again. The director of national intelligence, just as to how he is to communicate with Congress.
0: He's lying again. What's going to happen? But the media mob does the lying for them also. So when they say the Ukraine government... And the DNC contractor, they weren't looking for dirt with Ukraine. That, that's been debunked. Every time they tell you that, you know that's a lie. You know, or there's no evidence Ukraine meddled in the 2016 election. Uh, no, that would be demonstrably false, says my friend John Solomon, who will join us at the top of the hour, will debunk Ukrainian court last December. We've been telling you this ruled a member of Ukraine's parliament, senior Ukrainian law enforcement official, did in fact leak improperly the so-called Black Ledger document to the American media mob in the summer of 2016 to tarnish Trump and Manafort. Court ruled their actions amounted to an improper intrusion into the American election. The court ruled in that particular case wrong again from the mob. You know, Joe Biden had forced the, the firing of the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, uh, because uh, in March of 16, Shokin's office was no longer investigating Burisma Holdings. That is another lie. Whatever happened to Nicole Wallace, her and, and liberal Joe over there at well, I guess they oh, I know what it is. They want a job and I guess they're getting paid good money to be propagandists over at MSDNC, the conspiracy channel. Of Rachel Maddow, Rachel Maddow, Rachel <laughs> Area 51, conspiracy theorist, Roswell, Rachel. Anyway, but they, they, they made the claim. But Burisma's lawyers own timeline of the case debunks what they say over at MSDNC. They don't care about truth anymore. and They're never going to apologize for the two and a half years of lies and conspiracy theories uh, saying that the Burisma investigation was over. That's a lie. They're running defense for sleepy, creepy, crazy Joe 30330 because that's who they want to win. And they hate Trump. The, The general prosecutor's office in Ukraine, you know, an official case file shows that two probes were open when Biden shook down Ukraine and demanded while using our tax dollars, demanding they fire the prosecutor investigating his son, who had no experience in making millions in oil, gas and energy with this Burisma holding company, none whatsoever, no experience. Why would you ever hire Deutsche Bank or, you know, any of these big firms that are actually involved in private equity, maybe Bain Capital, I don't know, Goldman Sachs, one of the companies like that. Now we'll go to, well, let's see, Whitey Bulger's nephew, Joe Biden, uh, John Kerry's son, none of whom I think have any experience that I know of, that I've been able to find as it relates to China or private equity yeah that's a billion five from the from the Bank of China the government Bank of China no evidence that Joe Biden did anything uh, unethical well that's wrong too because ethics regulations require all government officials to avoid the, even the appearance of a conflict of interest and if the one ri- arises they are to recuse themselves you know all these fake news outlets saying oh no no Biden he didn't do anything wrong here well why would a u.S vice president ever demand the firing we know the reason you know this these are falsehoods these are lies they're provable they're demonstrably false and the this this corrupt democratic party wants to undo an election of the american people that's all that that's what this is about the left has suspended any fidelity to truth logic reason and god-given common sense Every everything they are telling you now is propaganda and lies. Russia, Russia, Russia. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. Three years of lies, propaganda, conspiracies, smearing, slandering, besmirching the president and his family. Really? You're gonna tell me if Don Jr. was involved with what Hunter Biden is involved in, uh, that they this wouldn't be every second, minute, hour of every day? They're unhinged. Let's put them in solitary confinement and lock them up now. No need for due process. You listen to Maxine Waters. Um, You know, if this was about protecting our country, then they would really care about the dirty Russian dossier. They'd care about the Russian lies that Hillary paid for with campaign finance violations, funneled money to a law firm, to an op research firm and a foreign national who wouldn't even stand by his own report, them being used to spy on Uh, The Trump campaign transition and beyond. Nobody ever cared about that. You go to the January 11th, 2017 effort uh, article in Politico. Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump campaign backfire. Kiev officials scrambling to make amends with the president-elect after working to boost Clinton. And they give chapter and verse, as I've been telling you. Charles Grassley, Ron Johnson. Their attorney general letter to Bill, to Bill Barr, brazen efforts by the DNC, the Hillary Clinton campaign to use the government of Ukraine for the express purpose of finding negative information on then candidate Trump to undermine his campaign. Well, Democrats didn't spend the last three years condemning the foreign interference in our elections. Now, they, they only if it's Trump. They don't care about Russian dossiers paid for by Hillary or the DNC operatives working with Ukraine to smear, slander a candidate than Trump by using Ukrainian efforts to undermine his campaign. You know, the same mob that, have now, that are now running cover for Joe Biden. When you could see it's a quid pro quo. You could see after the New York Times warned Joe that his son, Hunter, was being investigated, that guy was going to go. After Biden was appointed as the top key person in Ukraine, his son magically scored this lucrative position with Burisma Holdings to make millions. It's like he was paid millions in the China deal. And he says, oh, I've never talked to my son about his business dealings. Oh, okay. well, that 2014 photo, the year that he made the deal with Burisma Holdings kind of proves otherwise, doesn't it, Joe? And doesn't it, you lying media mob people? I mean, I guess you won't even believe your lying eyes. You know, in 10 days, the lies, the corrupt, seven hours, their new favorite anti Trump conspiracy Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Now it's BS, BS, BS. The bottom line, this is going to be another boomerang. The bottom line is they now have opened up the real investigation, and hopefully we'll get to the truth of all of this corruption, all of these lies. All right, hour two Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us. Eight hundred nine four one Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Tonight on Hannity, we're gonna literally break down exactly all the lies the mob and the media are are telling. And that there's just so many of them. Uh and the fact that, you know, the and I've been playing this, that the media, oh, this this is just a conspiracy theory about this about the Bidens. Oh no, no, there's no evidence of anything here. And well, you know we pointed out last night the president has a constitutional duty, and that is to faithfully execute the laws of the land. And Democrats say they care about election interference. That's that's what they say they're impeaching Trump about. And how they get there is beyond any comprehension. President's talking to another President, the leader of Ukraine. And by the way, they said they cared about election interference in 2016. He's asking because Ukraine was involved. Ukraine did have DNC operatives working on behalf of the Democratic Party and Hillary Clinton's campaign to have the Ukrainian uh, Ukrainians digging up dirt. And as political reports, they were successful. So that did happen. And the president said, yeah, I hope you can help us get to the bottom of that election interference. Okay. Yeah, that's important. I don't care what the media says about, oh, it's a shady deal. You know, the president even said it in his presser today, we're going to run the whole thing coming up later in the program. If you missed this, it was a beatdown of the, the media mob. But he has a duty to report corruption. We have we have criminal prosecution, evidentiary agreements with Ukraine. Oh, and Italy, Great Britain, and Australia, in case you're interested. And yeah, there was interference. And yeah, the Politico reported it also. And yeah, it happened. Here's how the president stated it in that presser today.
1: In I believe 1999, there was a corruption act or a corruption bill passed between both and signed between both countries where I have a duty to report corruption. And let me tell you something, Biden's son is corrupt and Biden is corrupt. And I'd rather run against Biden than almost any of those candidates. And I think they're all weak. But I think Biden has never been a smart guy and he's less smart now than he ever was.
0: It's overwhelming, the evidence and incontrovertible. And if you're interested in all of this, well, John Solomon's the guy that has the facts. So tonight on TV with John, we are going to debunk all the lies about Ukraine, because the media won't do their job. Like, for example, there's a a claim that the DNC. Is it true that the DNC committee had a contractor working for the DNC in Hillary's 2016 election? Did, in fact, that person ask the Ukraine government for dirt on Donald Trump during the 2016 election? They keep saying to, to us in the media that's been
4: debunked. Is that debunked, John Solomon? It is not. In fact, someone in the media, I think it was Katie Terra on MSNBC, called it Russia propaganda. That's what she called it. That's a very serious allegation. Here's the problem with it that story has been confirmed. It was originally reported by Politico, but last year, or earlier this year, Sean, you'll remember, I went and was able to get the Ukraine embassy in Washington for the first time to go on the record and say, yes, that did happen. A woman named Alexandra Chalupa, a longtime DNC consultant, reached out in March and April of 2016, according to the embassy, and asked the embassy to help find dirt on Donald Trump and Paul Manafort in hopes of possibly creating a congressional oversight hearing in the fall that would embarrass Donald Trump. And the embassy says, on the record, that she also asked uh, the embassy to try to get Ukraine's president to come to the United States to do an interview with an investigative reporter who was seeking dirt on Manafort. Those are, on the record, irrefutable claims by uh, the Ukraine embassy, by the way, backed up by documents as well. Uh, and, uh, what the embassy says is we, we listened to what Chalupa said. We decided that's the wrong thing to do. We shouldn't interfere in this American election. So they turned her down.
0: But, we, but they did get information because the political piece that you just referred to confirmed that they did. And then after they bet on the wrong, wrong horse, they were like, uh Oh, what do we do now?
4: Well, let's go through where they might have gotten their information. So it, it, it is possible that the embassy itself did not forward the dirt uh, to uh, to Mr. There's another. Ba- there are two back doors that we now know of for certain. Remember, Nellie Orr has testified some of the dirt she got on Paul Manafort that she gave to her husband to give to the FBI to help the FBI try to prosecute or investigate Manafort came from Sergei Leshenko. He is a parliamentary member, a member of government uh, in U.S. Ukraine, and, and she has testified under oath that some of her dirt absolutely came from Ukraine, from a, a lawmaker who is very closely aligned with George Soros and his groups in Ukraine. That's one of them. Separately, we know that a Ukrainian court has ruled on the record that a senior law enforcement official in Ukraine and that same man, Sergei Lyshenko, improperly uh, leaked The Paul Manafort Black Ledger documents, the thing that caused him to resign in the summer of 16 as, as Trump's chairman, they improperly leaked a document which had not been verified yet uh to american media the court ruled that that action was intended and did wrongly influence the us election and and that is a ukrainian court ruling from just last december so not only was there a, a solicitation by the dnc to the ukraine government there is evidence that after that solicitation occurred there were at least two conduits of information to america designed to hurt donald trump and help hillary clinton that came out of ukraine
0: okay now, if you listen to the mob, they're saying that no evidence Ukraine meddled in the election, which we now have you have gone through as demonstrably false. Right. And right. a Ukrainian court last December ruled that, yeah, a member of Ukraine's parliament, senior senior Ukrainian law uh, enforcement official improperly leaked yeah. the Black Ledger, documenting to the American media in the summer of 2016 an effort to trash and tarnish Trump and Manafort. The court ruled their actions amounted to improper intrusion into the American election. How is it, how does that not get reported, John Solomon? Because that's debunked too.
4: Well, that's it. I I think, uh, listen, uh, we're in an era, uh, we're in the second Joe McCarthy era right now where the media is used hyperbole and bad reporting to to carry out a a false storyline. The first false storyline was that Donald Trump and his team colluded with Russia. That's now been debunked, but we went through two and a half years of strife. Now it is the exact same news organizations, the same reporters, now giving us a a bad storyline on Trump and Ukraine and Biden in Ukraine. There are facts and evidence that the news media are not reporting, and in fact, they're misreporting. I'll give you a great example, uh, one that really stands up on my uh, radar. Nicole Wallace on MSNBC had their reporter, Matt Miller on, I think this was last week, maybe Thursday or Friday. They stated flatly, Mellor stated flatly, there is, uh, at the time Joe Biden forced the firing of Ukraine's chief prosecutor, Victor Shokin, in March 2016, that prosecutor, Mr. Shokin, was not investigating the Brees Maholdings Natural Gas Company. In fact, they claimed, they stated flatly, The case had been closed. That is not true. How do I know? Burisma's own timeline, its lawyer, when it settled the case in January of 17, just a few days before Donald Trump became president, Burisma went through the timeline and said these investigations were open. We settled one in September. We settled one in January. So Burisma itself said there were two open cases and they didn't get them settled until six months after Joe Biden forced the prosecutor. But we have more than that. That's not the only evidence. I have the case file showing that there was activity all through 2016 and that it was ramping up in the spring of 16 just before Joe Biden asked the Ukraine's president forced him to fire Mr. Shokin. Now I also have Mr. Shokin's sworn statement. Mr. Shokin says, I was on the, on the precipice of asking to interview Hunter Biden about these payments he got and other activities in Breesman. Now, that doesn't mean that Hunter Biden was going to get indicted, but he was about to be interviewed in the middle of the American election in Ukraine. That would have sent a lot of headlines towards America. He was about to do that when he got fired. And when he was fired, Mr. Shokin says flatly, I was told by the president of Ukraine I was fired because I to shut down the Breesman investigation like Joe Biden wanted. Those are four facts irrefutable in the public domain that show that Nicole Wallace and Matt Miller and many other reporters are making a false claim when they say there were no active investigation.
0: And, and there are three false. people that interviewed Mr. Shokin, the prosecutor right. fired. You were one. ABC was two. Washington Post was three. And now the sworn affidavit. Says he explicitly was told in the six hour period that Biden gave them when he was fired that, in fact, he was shut down uh, by the Barisma investigation and Joe Biden's pressure made it happen. What about yep. the uh, the claim? Oh, there's no evidence. There's no evidence whatsoever. Joe Biden did anything unethical or illegal. Um, what if it was Don Jr. who had no experience in Ukraine? no experience in oil, gas, energy, and got a multi-million dollar payday from Baris Holdings. Now, why would they need Hunter Biden? And again, then it goes to the actions of his father. That's
4: a great question. A lot of people in the media and in the pundit world. The mob. Out. Go ahead. Okay, we call them the mob. I'll try to be more neutral as a reporter. But those people continue to ignore a very important fact. American law, American ethics regulations require a United States government official, every U.S. government official, not only to avoid a conflict of interest, but to avoid the appearance of a conflict of interest. Now, why is that important? Because we now know from the reporting of The Washington Post that at the time, Joe Biden was starting to meddle with the prosecutor. And at the time, Hunter Biden's name was surfacing in the media. having gotten this job while Joe Biden was uh, was uh, overseeing U.S.-Ukraine relations, his own staffers were saying they believe they saw the appearance of a conflict of interest. If an internal aide to the vice president sees it as a, 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 a perceived conflict of interest, that should give us all concern, right? They're favorable to Biden. They like him. They were worried. Now, they weren't the only ones who were worried. The day that uh, Hunter Biden was hired by Burisma in May of 2014. He had a business partner, Hunter, uh, uh, Devin Archer. He also joined the board. There was a third business partner. Who was that? The stepson of Secretary of State John Kerry, a guy named Chris Hines. Chris Hines immediately wrote the State Department upon the announcement of Hunter Biden joining this for, uh, natural gas firm in Ukraine and said, I am not part of this. I'm going to have nothing to do with it. So Chris Hines, having a similar situation with his stepdad as Secretary of State, saw all the appearance of the conflict of interest. Joe Biden's internal staff warned and, 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 and talked about this as a, a, a perceived conflict of interest. That is a problem. It may not be an illegality, but it clearly is an issue of, of uh, judgment. And it could be a, a, a question under ethics regulations that govern our government's uh, actions. And so the media glosses over that because it's an inconvenient fact. No,
0: no matter what Lusenko has to say you also have Zelensky now on the record and Lusenko saying there was no written evidence in the U.S. Embassy that ever pressured Ukrainian prosecutors not to pursue investigations or or prosecutions. And Zelensky and the foreign minister, they and they, they both have said we didn't have any pressure at all. And it even went further. When they said that, they, they didn't know that any, they didn't find out U.S. aid was on hold until weeks after, and yeah. it was part of, again, negotiations.
4: Uh, so there, there are multiple allegations flying around by pressure. One of them is, did the... President Trump, did President Trump pressure the Ukrainians by, by bringing up the possibility he would withhold foreign aid? President Zelensky, the new president, said he never felt pressure and he was unaware of any tying of the aid to any request to help out with investigations in America. So if the guy that allegedly is the victim of this says, I didn't feel pressure and it was never mentioned to me, it's kind of a lousy uh, conspiracy case, don't you think, if the victim says it didn't happen? So that, that's something that gets lost in the media reporting. Now, there's then there's the pressure that Joe Biden, Exerted on the Ukrainian president to fire the prosecutor who was investigating his son's company. That pressure is fully documented. Biden admits to it in a videotape. There are uh, memos, contemporaneous, there are depositions. There's a third pressure, and this is the part that's in part of this whistleblower uh, uh, complaint. There's an allegation, an insinuation, that somehow there was a dirty tricks campaign run to get the current, or the just recently departed ambassador to Ukraine, a a woman named Marie Ivanovich, to get her fired. And that basically the storyline, the whistleblower suggests is that Rudy Giuliani raised some stink. I wrote some stories, and she got fired. There's only one problem with that theory. The complaints about Yovanovitch go back to 2018, before Rudy Giuliani ever talked to a Ukrainian, before I ever wrote a story. A chairman in the, in the House uh, Rules Committee, the chairman of the House Rules Committee, wrote Secretary of State. Mike Pompeo, not in April or May of this year, but in, April, in May of 2018, and said, I just got back from Ukraine, and your ambassador there is bad-mouthing you, and you should recall her. Now, that occurs before Rudy Giuliani or anyone uh, is doing this. Then, in the fall, a series of, of these prosecutors hired an American lawyer, not Rudy Giuliani, to approach the Justice Department saying they thought there were untoward things going on in the uh, embassy, and uh, they may have been facilitating or aware of improper conduct. All of those things occurred, and they're all grounds for firing the, prosec- uh, the ambassador before Rudy Giuliani ever does anything or before I ever write a story. But here's the ultimate proof of why Marie Ivanovich was fired: she wasn't fired for a political hit job. The main reason you remove a career ambassador from a country is that they're deemed to be ineffective. Uh, or viewed as having a bad relationship with their host company. Let's go back to that famous transcript with President Trump and President Zelensky, the one that everyone says causes a scandal. Here it is. You ready for this? President Zelensky thanked President Trump for firing Marie Yovanovitch, saying, "We didn't think she was a very good ambassador," and Zelensky I... specifically complained that she wasn't recognizing his new presidency. That's a great reason to fire. A
0: President. All right, I gotta go. Uh, okay. I got to let you out. So John Solomon debunking every lie the mob is telling you in the media, as they always do.
2: I said, I'm not going to we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. I think it was what, six hours. I look said I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son
0: of a.
5: Yeah. got fired
0: oh son of a b got fired. fired fired prosecutor when has a vice president of the united states ever demanded that a ukrainian unknown prosecutor get fired or i'm taking a billion taxpayer dollars that we've promised and allocated for ukraine home with me well now we know the reason why because of the relationship with his son hunter and barisma holdings And the fact that his son gets this lucrative contract immediately after he gets put in charge of Ukraine by then President Obama. And uh, and we has no experience in Ukraine, no experience in oil, gas, energy. You know, just like the China deal, except I got to tell you this. I mean, this is only millions. I mean, he flies with dad and on Air Force Two. They go to China and now he's getting a billion, which then became a billion five for private equity. And he's in business with John Kerry's son and this guy, Devin Archer. And uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. Whitey Bulger's nephew. Forget Goldman Sachs and Deutsche Bank and and all these Credit Suisse. You know, forget about the real private equity guys, Bain Capital. Let's just go with Hunter Biden. No experience, and the fact that the, his dad fired the prosecutor who was investigating his son, and the vice president was warned repeatedly, is amazing. All right, twenty-four till the top of the hour. 941 Sean. If you want to be a part of the program, but everything is Donald Trump's fault, regardless of. We now have evidence. It's been there for a while. Overwhelming that, yeah, DNC operatives were working with the government of Ukraine for the purpose of digging up dirt in the 2016 elections, using that dirt to help Hillary Clinton and defeat Donald Trump. I thought everybody was against election interference. All right. Here to bring some sanity to insane times. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is with us. Fifteen number one best selling books. You can get them all on BillOReilly.com. His brand new book just out less than a week now is called uh, Donald Trump, The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. Somebody told me in the book world, you may have sold 100,000 books in a week. Is that true?
5: Six days, 110,000 copies. A lot of it's uh, thanks to you and your kind staff, Hannity. Well, I I, I think this is to give you uh, a very big thank you for that.
0: Listen, you write great books. Uh, I actually like I like the way you did this one. I know. Look, I know you're interested in in history. I know you're interested in you wanted to capture history here and as it was happening. And and that's how you interestingly were weaving in this Air Force One interview with you and Trump, uh, which I thought was a smart, clever way to do it. And um, but look at what's happening. Well, how, how do you interpret these the maddening times we live in?
5: Well, um, I got very lucky in the sense that what I wrote in the book was that Donald Trump harbors a tremendous grievance toward Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden. The president believes they acted corruptly to harm him and his campaign, and then after he was elected, to harm him personally. And he's furious about it. That's what prompted the call to the new Ukrainian president. So I set the table in the United States of Trump for what he did. Now, today is a tr- uh, big day in American history because Donald Trump did the first thing he had to do. And I've been screaming. You've been screaming. Mm-hmm. I think you he heard us both. That he's got to ad- address the American people which he did uh, with the poor president of Finland who couldn't even get the word herring out um, because Trump was so angry and, and basically said to the American people, this is a fraud. The press is corrupt. And I didn't do anything wrong. And Here's the importance of the story. Pelosi and Schiff went on television in a press conference, not in a press conference, but basically saying what they wanted to say, because the press will never challenge them. And they basically laid out a situation where they say the president violated election law. So that's what the Democrats, they go, oh, Donald Trump violated election law. Well, Trump, in a very forceful way, a half hour later said, bull, I'm investigating corruption. The Justice Department is looking into the country of Ukraine, as you just pointed out, in connection with possibly helping the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016. That investigation is underway, and I encourage the president of Ukraine to cooperate, which is what I'm supposed to do. That blows the narrative of some kind of campaign violation out of the water. So this was a very good day for Donald Trump. And what he should do next is go on TV without the dopey press, look into the camera eye, and say, you know what this is all about? This is about corruption on the part of the Democratic Party, not me and lay it out. And if he does that, he's going to sway public opinion.
0: I think he did a great job today. Today, I I, I would say this is a righteous indignation. The, the great irony, when you know, I've spent a long time now, Bill, digging deep with this ensemble, great cast on radio and TV, as you know, you know, unpeeling every layer of the onion, and and we've learned a lot. We learned that Bernie Sanders, oh, Hillary cheated him out of the primary nomination. Nobody mentions that. We know there was classified, top secret information on that server, and we know even Obama knew. About it because he was emailing it. And we know that if any other American had subpoenaed emails and they did what she did with her emails, starting with deleting them, uh, they'd be put in jail for obstruction. And then the dirty dossier well, the press seems to care about Russian interference, but they didn't care about her bought and paid for Russian lies, nor do they seem to care about what we now know to be a fact. And that is what Grassley and Johnson are trying to get to the bottom of, which is yeah, DNC operatives. Working with Ukraine for the purpose of digging up dirt on Trump and influencing the 2016 election, which... They did. If you read the Politico article, which I keep referring to from January—well, uh, it's actually January 11, 2017. Even Politico broke down that they were successful. The Ukrainians interfered. Now, why do they only care about bludgeoning Trump and interfering? You know, uh, uh, and a false allegation proven false four times—they don't really care about election interference. They care about destroying this president.
5: What you- saw today on television with Donald Trump is what is in the last chapter and the last interview I did with him for the United States of Trump. Trump is aggrieved, all right? He is hurt. He'll never tell you he's hurt, but I know he is. And he's angry. And finally, he looked into that camera and he imparted that emotion. That is what is necessary for Donald Trump to turn this whole thing to his advantage. So you you have done a good job in laying out the unbelievable corruption of the American press. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Anyone saying that the American press at this point in history is not corrupt is just either stupid or a liar. And even liberals know it's corrupt. But... Will President Trump be able to summon the emotion and the discipline in language, very important, to turn this whole thing to an electoral victory in 13 months? It's absolutely doable. Let Pelosi and Schiff run around screaming all this. I mean, it was a joke today when Pelosi goes, oh, I want to be fair to the president. And three sentences later go, he did it. He did it. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. We haven't even had the inquiry yet. Um, <laughs> you know, you're sitting there, you're going, this is, this is a cartoon. You know, if Saturday Night Live were funny anymore, and it isn't, they would do a skit on that.
0: It would be hilarious. Yeah. You know,
5: but, so but you know, he can you know, turn it around.
0: And, 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 I, and well, I think he took the first steps towards yeah, that today. And, and, and by the way, it was so powerful. I'm actually going to do this at the last half hour of the show today. I'm going to play it because I want people to hear it. I know a lot of people are at work as this was unfolding. We'll show a lot of it on Hannity tonight. Alright, quick break. More with Bill O'Reilly. Uh, BillOReilly.com bookstores everywhere. His brand new book, The United States of Trump. Alright, as we continue, Bill O'Reilly is with us. His new book is just out. It's called The United States of Trump. How the President Really Sees America. Big uh, first week of sales. The thing is, I think the, the American people take politics out of it. They're fundamentally fair people. So we've had three years. Never ending investigation. Last night, Bill, on television. I started with the first call for impeachment. It was two days after Donald Trump was elected. And And I
5: saw that and used it today that's correct Trump, Trump saw that because you know now that I'm not on the air he Here we watches go. you <laughs> but, by the
0: way I've offered you you know the I number know, one I know, I, I, know. Have, I have offered Bill O'Reilly and to go Could back into say, cable and be yeah, number one and then I'll be a happy number two and you can take all the crap I now have to deal with because you left
5: well you he should Send you some hats or shirts or something because he used exactly what you said, and you know Trump. He 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 gets my I do a uh, a message of the day every morning. He gets it. He he consumes media from people that he trusts. Um, and then he uses it. He's not going to credit you. But I, I was thinking that because I saw your show, and I was thinking, I said, "Henry, is exactly what he said." Two minutes into his show last night, you know, Trump wrote it down, all right. And then he turns it around today, which is fine. Which is fine. Okay, because he. Is his own best defender. I have said this time and time again. Get Rudy Giuliani off television. You don't need Lindsey Graham out there. You do it. You're the president. And you don't have to belabor it. Tweeting is all right. We understand why he does it. You got to be in the moment. You got to learn how to spell the word moat. It's M-O-A-T. Um, but that was funny. By and the way, you want to hear relief. a funny
0: anecdote of that? There was, yeah. He sent out a congratulatory uh, tweet that, that my cable shows number one, as you now know. And you, you had that purge for a long time. And he sent it out and he, he misspelled a word. And everyone covered all well, he wrote that Hannity is number one and he misspelled... And then then he corrected it and then i got another free round of press being number one in, in all of cable news which cracked me up i mean i'm like i can't ask for a better press than that
5: and then you know just an aside in the united states of trump i tell you how he tweets in the morning he tweets by himself but once he hits the oval office at 11 a.m he tweets with another guy and the other guy corrects the spelling and all that well it's
0: Listen. dan schiavo it's not that he tweets with another guy he dictates it and says you, you dictates, know send that out right.
5: but But he's there to make sure it's grammatically correct and all that. It's an interesting aside. Well, it
0: wouldn't be a good person to dictate to if they can't spell Bill.
5: Yeah, I understand that. I'm giving him kudos Uh, (laughs) for hiring a, a literate guy to do his tweets. But it was interesting today when he says about the alligators and the stakes. So is there anybody on Earth who believes the New York Times, using, of course, anonymous sources? And by the way, there isn't one anonymous source in the United States of Trump. Everybody's on the record. Is there Anybody in the country that thinks the president of the United States went in and said, hey, we got to get a bunch of alligators, put them down there and snakes to bite everybody trying to come over the board. Come on. I mean, this is again, this is Saturday Night Live. And, and Trump, him, to his credit, goes, OK, you see how, they, how this is? You see how corrupt this is? They write this garbage and it couldn't possibly happen. And I've known Trump for thirty years. He says nutty stuff sometimes, but not that nutty, right? He's rational. Well, I think
0: we all—if you—if you speak for a living, you're going to say something dumb occasionally. I mean, same here. Yeah, I, I uh,
5: said I was going to put crocodiles in front of MSNBC, but that was a joke.
0: <laughs> uh, Bill O'Reilly, uh, congratulations! I mean that—that that is a massive first week of uh, sales. Six days. Uh, his new book is out. It's on BillO'Reilly.com. We—we we threw it up on. Com and Amazon.com, but now in bookstores anywhere. You doing any events, any book signings? What do you got?
5: Well, we had uh, one, and I'm going to demand you come at in Huntington at, that? The Par- come at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, Long yeah, I'll Island. Come. When is it? I'll come. It's big De- sure tell you Tell De- Linda, December 15th. Um, we've got a big crowd coming in. I'm going to answer q a and I'll tell you Trump what. Why goal. don't
0: you let me give like a, a 20 minute spiel, and I'll introduce you. All
5: right. If you cut it down to 10, I'll do it. For Get it? I mean, I'm a talk show host. You got it. your mind. I can't do right, anything. You heard it. Everybody heard it. Hannity's going to be at Huntington uh, Long Island, right. December fifteenth. That'll that'll So, d- so
0: you got to buy tickets. So O'Reilly gets all the money, and and I'll draw half the crowd. That's unreal. Yeah, but I'll buy
5: you dinner, Hannity, and you eat like a cannibal. I do. Has anybody I mean, ever seen how this
0: man eats? Uh, I well, look at the shape I'm in. I mean, you know, you got to start getting in shape, O'Reilly. I okay. mean, you're. You gotta do six, something. 6'4, 210. What do I'll, you get, want? I could be playing. 210, my ass, you're 210. You're 6'4, you're 230. No, I'm 210. I just went for a physical. Okay. All right, Bill on, O'Reilly, I congrats on the book. As well. I'll I get know, you the glasses. I'm wearing them. Uh, United States of Trump. <laughs> uh, it's uh, how the president really sees America and, uh, and bookstores everywhere. Bill, thanks for being with us. And hey, we appreciate fun,
5: Sean, thank you very much for helping me out with this book you back?
0: Congratulations. That's great right. news for you. alright hundred nine four one. right, 800-941-SEAN is our number. If he takes the risk of going to trial and he's convicted, that could be seen as an impeachable offense.
1: If Trump were caught on a video camera snorting cocaine in the White House Maybe with one of his children, there was at least a chance he'd be impeached.
2: If he's not a legitimately elected president, in your mind, there are tools that Congress has.
1: I don't see how that wouldn't be an impeachable offense. That tweet fits the Republican definition of an impeachable offense. I will fight every day until he is impeached Impeach 45.
3: Grounds for impeachment. It's an impeachable
2: offense. Perhaps impeachable offense. Is impeachment the appropriate remedy? Something for the Congress
3: like impeachment. All of that may be impeachable. That's an impeachable offense. Is that an impeachable
1: offense? Is that an impeachable offense to you? He's much more vulnerable to impeachment.
3: A
2: potential ingredient of impeachment.
1: Where do you see an impeachable offense? It is grounds
2: for impeachment. Grounds for impeachment.
3: Potentially criminal or even impeachable. Grounds for impeachment,
2: or does that not go far enough? in your view. Grounds for impeachment. This tweet alone may be an impeachable offense. Let's talk about impeachment. Impeachment is on the table. Which impeachable offense?
3: Bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach them. (laughs) Do you see an impeachable set of offenses? It's an impeachable offense. If that's not impeachable, I don't know what is. The president shall be removed from office on impeachment. Is it impeachable? 100% is impeachable. Very substantial evidence that the president is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. Grounds
0: for impeachment.
3: Tipping point, talk of impeachment reaches a fever pitch on
0: Capitol Hill. All right, that is the timeline. Now, it started two days, if you can believe this. This is how corrupt abusively biased and corrupt the news media mob is... By the way, News Roundup, Information Overload, 800 941 Sean. if you want to be a part of the program. You look at the media, and what do you get? Never-ending, nonstop calls for impeachment, and it began on the second day after Trump won. All throughout Russia, 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 stormy, stormy, stormy. Taxes, 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 obstruction, obstruction, impeach, impeach, impeach. That's all they do. Now, if you look at the heart, of what it is they are alleging this impeachment ought to be about, and that idiotic whatever you want to call press conference with the biggest liars in the world, Pelosi and Schiff, the cowardly Schiff won't come on this program. We've offered him three hours. We, we offered him an hour on, on Hannity, the TV show. He's not going to come on because he's been making false claims, false allegations. He's been lying and spreading just propaganda since Donald Trump won the election. And the point is, well, is this all good for the country? Do you feel good about yourself, Adam Schiff? Because you lied completely about Russia, Russia, and now you're lying again. And the fact that anybody believes a single word that comes out of your mouth is unbelievable. And the only person we do have on tape that is colluding with Russia, he thinks it's the Russians, and trying to dig up dirt on Donald Trump... Well, that would be the cowardly Schiff himself when he got pranked by Russian pranksters. Barisima, uh, uh, yes, uh, but uh, wh- oh, what is the nature of the compromise? The nature of the naked pictures of uh, Donald Trump, naked pictures. Uh, does Vladimir know? Uh, but of course, Vladimir see the Barisima and, and naked pictures of Trump. Yes, that'd be correct. So how nuts he is. Most people don't even know. Do you think the mob and the media is ever going to report that? 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, we're going to play a bunch of new montages tonight that I think you're going to want to have and, and should go viral. Joe Concho works at WOR, a New York affiliate, right after this show every day. He's a columnist on media for The Hill. Greg Jarrett. By the way, Greg's new book is out as of Tuesday. You can get it on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, and starting Monday, bookstores everywhere. And it's called Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history you might have a trilogy based on the ukrainian madness and greg wrote a great column today we put that up on hannity.com it's called trump did not commit an impeachable offense on a call with ukraine's president here's why okay explain well this is exactly
2: what the framers did not want they feared that this sort of thing would happen they did not want a city president to be removed because a capricious Congress controlled by an opposing party disliked a chief executive or, or disagreed with his policies. And yet, that's exactly what happened here. I mean, Speaker Nancy Pelosi made this clear uh, when she announced her impeachment folly the day before she even set eyes on the alleged evidence, which turns out to be no evidence at all. This was a legitimate. Re- re- request. Re- remember,
0: Greg, she tried to hedge her bet. Well, we think there's a quid pro quo, but even if there isn't, there's we have a whole uh, group of options for impeachment. We'll, We'll pick one of the above. We'll make up any reason to impeach him at this point.
2: You know, this president had every right to ask for foreign assistance in an official ongoing Department of Justice investigation. This is not an abuse of power. This is a proper exercise of power by the president. It's the Democrats who are abusing their power of impeachment by deliberately contorting its constitutional meaning to serve their own political purpose. Again, this is what the framers feared. This is why they put the language in Article 2, defining what impeachment is. Treason, bribery, high crimes, and misdemeanors. Anything less than that is not an impeachable. There offense.
0: is nothing inappropriate. And as we laid out in great specificity and detail, the president of the United States speaking of Art- article two, section three, we know a president of the United States, for example. Uh, To fulfill his office, the oath of office, uh, constitutional responsibilities. Yeah, he has the mandate and the responsibility to see to it that our laws are faithfully executed. He's also the commander in chief. Now, all of these people supposedly cared about election interference. Russia, Russia. Okay, four separate investigations. No Trump-Russia collusion at all. They don't care at all about the dirty Russian dossier bought and paid for. Yes, that would be by Hillary Clinton, nor do they seem to care. I think is pretty damning evidence. Now we have been reporting for quite some time and that would have to do with Ukrainian interference in the election. Even the Politico pointed it out as they did in January on January 11, 2017, and Kiev officials admitted That they were effective in working on Hillary's behalf. We know there were meetings with DNC operatives at the Ukrainian embassy. So they don't care about interference, just like they don't care about believing anybody unless it's believing about a Republican. They don't care about believing, no I believers, with the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And that's the point, Joe Concha. They're all a bunch of lying phonies.
3: And the selective outrage is very obvious, uh, Sean. It didn't – Justin Trudeau, wasn't he pictured in blackface on several occasions? Wasn't that two weeks ago? Notice how that we forgot about that already. That's selective outrage. If that were a conservative, we know uh, that would be a much different result with the demands for resignation and the sanctimony that goes along with that whenever a conservative is involved. But, you know, I, I look at the polls, and it, it's very interesting. Cheryl Atkinson, who I really have a lot of respect for, and she went after the Bush administration pretty hard when she was at CBS News. So this isn't some partisan that is just, you know, pushing that selective outrage that I was just talking about. But she dug into the CBS poll that everybody's been touting so much that 55 percent support impeachment. Uh, yeah. When you dig into the poll, just if you want to look at media bias, they interviewed 124 more Democrats than Republicans for this poll. That's a huge statistical significant difference six percent points more democrats than republicans so that's going to skew the result right because most things go along it's
0: also the way they answer the they ask the questions it's all in the asking of the questions
3: Oh, you're right about that. I used to host a polling show for The Hill, and that that means a lot, right? Do you support an inquiry? Yeah, of course, a lot of people are going to say, yeah, let's look into it. But at the same time, if you say, do you support removing this president from office as a result of this phone call from Ukraine? No one's asking that question. And even when you look at a new Q poll. How about this? How about this poll? Go to the Q poll. Go ahead. Okay. The Q poll, 36 percent, that's about a third, of the electorate believes – that impeachment and removal of the office of the president are responding to facts while 56% who think, uh, they're being moved by partisan politics, and that's what this looks like, and that's what impeachment is. It's completely a political move. It's not about a crime, and the American people, I think, absolutely see this, and the boomerang effect, Sean, is going to be enormous when this, if it goes to the Senate, and then the president is removed, and then people say, hey, you won back the House in 2018, what have you done for the American people? Have you done anything on the opioid crisis? Have you done anything on prescription drug prices? Have you done anything at that crisis at the border? Have you done anything on infrastructure all these things the president wants to work with you on what have you accomplished and they won't be able to answer the question because they concentrated on an impeachment folly they know will end in the president staying in office anyway
0: let me point out another bias because we now know that ukrainian uh rep uh, that the ukrainian embassy was used ukraine admits and we have the evidence of they're colluding with the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign to boost their campaign. Even the Politico pointed it out, you know, but everybody in the media, if you ask about Hunter Biden and you ask about no experience in Ukraine, gas, energy in any capacity or similarly with China, that's a billion dollar boon, That's a billion dollar payday for him and his partners, Whitey Bulger's nephew and John Kerry's stepson. Uh, No real experience in private equity than anyone we can find with the Bank of China after he and his dad less than two weeks after they visited China. Then you ask the question when Joe fires a Ukrainian prosecutor, seems like Joe Biden has a lot of questions to answer here, as does Hunter Biden, as do their partners. But you ask the media, oh, no, no, that's debunked. Oh, no, no, that's a conspiracy. Uh, no, it's not. But this is how they cover it. The president took works,
3: every right. opportunity to spread
2: unsubstantiated claims and attack his political enemies. Trump is referring to unfounded allegations that his vice president, Biden, tried to protect his son by stopping an investigation into the Ukrainian company that his son worked for. Biden and his son have denied all wrongdoing, and there is no evidence of any.
3: And there's no evidence either Biden did anything wrong. But there's been no evidence of any wrong wrongdoing. But there's there has been he uncovered no evidence, evidence.
2: no evidence, no evidence, no evidence
3: evidence. of wrongdoing by Biden. Rudy Giuliani claims
2: without proof, Unsubstantiated, 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 unfounded, unfounded accusations against
3: Biden. Hunter Biden did not violate anything. And there's no evidence
1: Biden did anything wrong. And the president say talked about Joe Biden corruption. Of course, there's no evidence on the record that Joe Biden acted in a corrupt way at all. No evidence at all. The president's out there repeating it. And so is his attorney, Rudy Giuliani.
0: So it's OK to shake down Ukraine and demand that they fire a prosecutor or he is going to decide that the monies we have allocated for Ukraine not be given to them a billion dollars unless they fire the prosecutor investigating their son. Oh, there's no evidence there. I would no none whatsoever. Uh, yeah. What if this was Donald Trump Jr. and not Hunter Biden? All right, as we continue, Greg Jarrett's new book is out uh, early next week. It is called Witch Hunt, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. And Joe Concha, he is a media writer for The Hill and hosts his own radio show on WOR in New York. Greg, I mean, you see this media bias. You see that Hunter Biden, that story is, oh, no, no, that's a conspiracy theory. No evidence whatsoever. I see a lot of evidence.
2: The media totally glosses over the fact that it wasn't Donald Trump who colluded with the Russians. it was Hillary Clinton's campaign that colluded with the Russians. And Ukraine possesses evidence that the DNC, a subcontractor by the name of Alexander Chalupa, was working with Ukraine to dig up dirt on Trump to influence the election to the benefit of Hillary Clinton. All of this I write about extensively in my new book, Witch Hunt. And now we've got Joe Biden caught red-handed in a quid pro quo and bragging about it. And Ukraine also has that evidence that this This may have been a corrupt act intended to benefit his son by extorting a billion dollars in U.S. taxpayer funds. The president is duty bound to ask Zelensky to investigate. We have a treaty with Ukraine that requires it. So there's nothing extraordinary unusual about this. The DOJ always works with foreign governments in U.S. investigations. Presidents in the past have asked for cooperation. This is not an impeachable offense. And what everybody seems to ignore is the Department of Justice Criminal Division looked at this telephone conversation, and they concluded there was no crime, not even a campaign finance violation, and it was a unanimous decision in the Criminal Division of the Justice Department. And yet, somehow, the media and Democrats are trying to contort the facts and twist the Constitution to say it's not only a crime, it's an impeachable offense. It is
0: neither. Last word, Joe. Con- We got about 20 seconds.
3: Okay. You just got to look at the terminology of media these days, Sean and Greg. Uh, If you are looking into Donald Trump, that's called smart investigative reporting. When you look into Joe Biden, that's called nefarious dirt digging. Either way, I've never seen a more uncurious uncurious media in terms of Joe Biden or anything having to do with this Ukraine ties, as I've seen here today, because they don't want to find out what may be the truth and may hurt the 2020 Democratic frontrunner, at least for now, until Liz Warren takes over anyway. All
0: right, guys, thank you. Now, when we come back, if you missed Donald Trump and his presser today, you missed a lot. We're going to run it. Well, it's sort of like a media gaggle in the Oval Office. We're going to run it. And he just dresses down the corrupt mob and the media and the democrats maybe one of his finest moments that is next we'll play what the mob won't play this is about politics always has been we'll continue 25 till the top of the hour uh all right as promised the president And the beatdown of the mob and the media in the Oval Office today. He was with the president of Finland. Let's roll
1: the tape. Well, the whistleblower was very inaccurate. The whistleblower started this whole thing by writing a report on the conversation I had with the president of Ukraine. And the conversation was perfect. It couldn't have been nicer. I saw Rick Scott. I saw many of the senators talking about it, many of the congressmen talking about it about it, not a thing wrong, unless you heard the Adam Schiff version where he made up my conversation. He actually made it up. It should be criminal. It should be treasonous. He made it up, every word of it made up, and read to Congress as though I said it. And I'll tell you what, he should be forced to resign from Congress, Adam Schiff, he's a lowlife. He should be forced to resign. He took a perfect conversation, realized he couldn't read it to Congress because it was perfect. It was a very nice conversation. I knew many people were on the phone. Not only were many people on the phone, we had stenographers on the phone taking it down word for word. He took that conversation, which was perfect. He said, I can't read this. So he made up a conversation and he reported it and, and said it to Congress and to the American people. And it was horrible what he said. And that was supposed to be coming from me, but it was all fabricated. He should resign from office in disgrace. And frankly, they should look at him for treason because he is making up the words of the president of the United States. Not only words, but the meaning. And it's a disgrace. It should not be allowed to happen.
3: Your own DNI said the car transcript was
1: No, 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 he didn't say that. You have to take a look. No, 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 he did not say that. And in fact, if you look at what he said, he found everything to be very normal. He's a good man. And Joe, and he found it to be very normal. I saw Schiff trying to go 15, you know, call him shifty Schiff. We don't call him shifty Schiff for nothing. He's a shifty, dishonest guy who, by the way, was critical of one of the great secretary of states. Graduated number one in his class at West Point. Graduated top of it, one of the top of his class at Harvard Law School. The most honorable person, Mike Pompeo. And this guy was negative on Mike Pompeo. He can't, you know, there's an expression. He couldn't carry his blank strap. I won't say it because they'll say it was so terrible to say. But that guy couldn't carry his blank strap. Do you understand that? So you deal with bad people. And, you know. I watched China over the last few days, and I watched some of these other countries build up, build up, build up, and we've built up more than any of them because of me. But no help due to the Democrats, they're a disaster. They're the do-nothing Democrats. They don't do any work. All they want to do is try and win the election in 2020. So they come up with this impeachment nonsense and everyone knows. The conversation, all based on one phone call that I had, where I'm talking to the president of Ukraine. You'll hear from our ambassadors. You'll hear from some of the folks that know all about the call, why the call was set up, and everything else. It's perfect. The call was perfect. In fact, Lindsey Graham said, I didn't know you could be so nice there was no quid pro quo remember before they said the only reason i put that out and i did it with the approval of ukraine by the way otherwise i couldn't have done it was because the whistleblower was so dishonest the whistleblower said terrible things about the call, but he then I then found out he was second-hand and third-hand. In other words, he didn't know what was on the call. No, these are bad people. These are dishonest people. And when the American people find out what happened, it's gonna be a great day. And you know what? We have to go back to building our country because 99% of Nancy Pelosi's time is spent on this she should worry about lowering the pi- price of drugs which i've done but it's hard to do it without the help of congress about creating border security which i've done we built we now have hundreds of miles of wall under construction on the southern border. She should worry about infrastructure. She should worry about the USMCA. She's not doing it. I just saw part of a press conference before the president came. I'm sorry to bother you with this, Mr. President, because we have other things to talk about. But I will tell you, I just watched part. She says, oh, drug prices. Well, she's been trying to get drug prices down for, how long has she been in Congress? For years. She should focus on her own district. Do you see what's happening to her district? We call it tent city. It's terrible. In fact, we just said a violation to the city of San Francisco. Unsafe water, unsafe conditions, environmental. EPA, our EPA, which is doing a great job, is sending Nancy Pelosi with all the talk about EPA. There's needles and drugs all over the street. There's tents. There's people that are dying in squalor in the best location in San Francisco. It used to be a great city. Now you have to see what's happened to San Francisco. You happen to see what, what's, what the devil Democrats have allowed to happen. As an example, what they've allowed to happen, just take a look to Los Angeles, great cities. One other thing. Yesterday, as you know, I was sued by the governor, Gavin Newsom, he's another beauty. I was sued by him, he's a do nothing, Uh, sued by him so that I can't get on the ballot in the state of California. It was a massive story, it was the biggest story, Mr. President, it was headlines all over the place, Trump gets sued by this uh, do nothing governor in California. It was big. Here's what happened. Yesterday, I won the case, very convincingly. A very tough, smart, highly respected judge, Not a Trump person at all. Not appointed by Trump, appointed by somebody that you would call the opposition. Came out with a scathing and tough opinion. I won the case. I didn't see one story that I won that case. Not one story, from the fake news. I didn't see Steve write it. I didn't see you write it. I didn't see anybody write it. So let me just tell you, just to finish. Nancy Pelosi and Shifty Shift uh, who should resign, for, in disgrace, by the way, and Jerry Nadler and all of them. It's a disgrace what's going on. And we should be focused on making America great again and keeping America great because that's what we have to do. And when I look at that parade with military and millions of people and everything else, we better get smart. We better start focusing on the right things because what they did with this nonsense, think of it. You have a perfect, I mean, perfect conversation with a president of another country, Ukraine in this case, and they try and say, oh, let's impeach him. They've been trying to impeach me from the day I got elected. I've been going through this for three years. They've been trying to impeach me from the day I got elected. And you know what? They failed. And this is the easiest one of all. Because this one is based on one conversation. What about Obama's conversation with the president of Russia, where he says, hey, hey, tell Va- Vlad, I'll, I'll talk to him after the election's over, I'll talk to him. Nobody reports that, right? That's stuff you should report. But you people should be ashamed of yourself. We have the most dishonest media that you can imagine, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. I think a whistleblower should be protected if the whistleblower's legitimate. But when the whistleblower makes a big report on the conversation I had with a president of Ukraine, and it was a great conversation, it was we talked mostly about congratulations on your win, we talked about corruption, and we're really referring mostly to 2016, because what the Democrats did in 2016 was corrupt. And let's see what happens. They're more concerned with that than they are with me and impeachment. They're they're trying to hide what maybe is coming. I let our great uh, if you if you look, I let our great law enforcement take care of it. Okay. Attorney General Barr, I guess, is working on it, and I hope he's working on it, because what happened in 2016 is a disgrace to this country. And they're more worried about that, because they know they're guilty as hell, all right? They're much more worried about that. a whistleblower immediately illegitimate if they are reporting this crime? When a whistleblower. Okay, are you ready? I heard the whistleblower's report from you people and how bad it was about just a simple conversation. By the way, this whole thing revolves around a simple simple conversation. And if you remember at the beginning, it was quid pro quo, that's all you heard about. And I think he said seven or eight times quid pro, in other words, you're gonna do that or we're not gonna give you money. You're gonna do this or we're not gonna, I never said it. But when I heard these horrible stories come out, I had no choice but to release a conversation, which I hate to do, and I hope I don't have to do it again, with the leader of a country. I asked a certain person to call up a certain person in that country to get permission to do it, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to do it. And if I didn't do it, and I appreciate Ukraine for allowing us to release the conversation, but it was so innocent, it didn't hurt them. If anything, it helped them because it was a very innocent conversation. But when a whistleblower takes that very nice, innocent Lindsey Graham said, I never knew you were that nice a person. He said, you never asked him for anything. You were really, really nice. Lindsay was saying, I never knew you were so nice. That was a perfect conversation. I heard Rick Scott today say that was a perfect conversation. How can they impeach him on that conversation? He read it. He's a very smart guy from Florida, Rick Scott. And he said that was a perfect conversation. How can you impeach somebody on that conversation? But the whistleblower wrote not that conversation. He wrote a vicious conversation. In other words, he either got it totally wrong, made it up, or the person giving the information to the whistleblower was dishonest. And this country has to find out who that person was, because that person's a spy, in my opinion. You ready? So when a whistleblower purposely or not, give something that's totally erroneous. Now, here's where I fooled them. They never thought I'd release the conversation. They never thought in a million years that I'd release the conversation. When little Adam Schiff saw the the text, when he read it, he couldn't believe it. When Nancy Pelosi, who worked a day early, Nancy Pelosi called for essentially impeachment, let's impeach the president, before she saw the transcript, and this is an exact word for word transcript of the conversation, right? Taken by very talented stenographers, listen to me. So when she saw that, she was, she, I heard, she went crazy. She said, we can't impeach him of this conversation. That's a great conversation. She went by the whistleblower and the whistleblower was so bad, I wouldn't even think about it. But here's what happened. The whistleblower was wrong. The only thing that matters is the transcript of the actual conversation that I had with the president of Ukraine. It was perfect. We're looking at congratulations. We're looking at doing things together. And what are we looking at? We're looking at corruption. And in, I believe 1999, there was a corruption act or a corruption bill passed between both and signed between both countries where I have a duty to report corruption. And let me tell you something, Biden's son is corrupt and Biden is corrupt. And I'd rather run against Biden than almost any of those candidates. And I think they're all weak, but I think I think Biden has never been a smart guy and he's less smart now than he ever was. My comms people came to me and they said, sir, there's a book or something being written. It's written by Washington Post people. So, you know, it's inaccurate. You know, it's probably a fraud. And they said, President Trump started screaming, ranting and raving that on the southern border where we are right now building a tremendous wall. It's unbelievable what's going up. Army Corps of Engineers, it's, we're doing a lot. We have, we'll soon have over 100 miles under construction completed. We're going to end up with 400 to 500 miles. OK, ready? That I wanted a wall, but I wanted a moat, a moat, whatever that is. It's not a word I use, but they used it. A moat. And in the moat, I wanted alligators and snakes. And I wanted the wall to be a fence, and I wanted it to be electrified. And I wanted sharp spikes at the top, so if anyone gets it, it it goes piercing through their skin, is somewhat the way they said it. Skin-piercing spikes. But I want that whole wall to be electrocuted. And, sir, you never said that. They came to me, the comms people. They came to me yesterday, and they said, Did you say this? I said, why are you asking that stupid question? Because the fake news media is saying that you said this in a book. I said, what book? And they said, Washington Post. They said, well, obviously it's fake because almost everything the Washington Post does is fake. It's a fake newspaper. It's owned by a rich guy for the purposes of giving him power uh, in Washington. It's really, I mean, it's a lobbyist. I call it the lobbyist Washington Post for Amazon. And he ought to be ashamed of himself because what they do to his reputation, I think maybe it's probably no good anyway. But what they do to his reputation with the Washington Post is a disgrace. So these two reporters wrote this book and And they said, I want to moat with alligator snakes, electrified fences. So people get electrocuted if they so much as touch the fence and spikes on top. Never said it. Never thought of it. And I actually put out something on social media today. I said, I'm tough on the border, but I'm not that tough. Okay, it was a lie.
0: Pretty amazing. Uh, Hey, listen, if you mow your yard, right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right. An amazing Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News channel. As we're going to be joined by Donald Trump Jr. By the way, I wonder if he did what Hunter uh, Biden did, what the reaction of the media would be. Also, Lara Trump. And we'll check in with Rudy Giuliani, John Solomon, Peter Schweitzer lay out the truth about Ukraine. The Bidens, it's real. 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. See you then. We'll be back here tomorrow. See you tonight at 9.